a functioning society has to be like self-policing to some degree of being like, yeah. don't do that. That's not on. Do it like this. Shame is more effective at policing than the police. It's like the number one preventative measure. Yeah. If I do a murder, it might be cringe. Hello, and welcome to Mandatory Redistribution Party. My name is Sean Morley. And my name is Jack Lewis Evans. In this episode, we ask, should we worry about what people think of us? Or should we reject all embarrassment, chug down the cringe pill and dethrone the shame king? His reign has gone on too long. And he keeps calling me names. What's he call you? Um, I don't want to talk about it, actually. What does the shame king call you, mate? I, I won't be bothered. I won't take the piss. It's embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it. Um, Come on, mate. I'm not telling you. I tell you. Oh, fine. Now we've turned on our monarch, we need new ways to support the podcast. You can help us by sharing this episode on social media, leaving us a nice review, or subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mandatory redistribution party, where you can find extra content. Chomp. And... Sorry? He calls me Chomp. <laughs> chomp? What? Why? He saw me bite into an apple once, and he says I do it in a weird way, said it reminded him of Pac-Man. <laughs> How did you hear it? This week, we're going to be coming to you live with our new Flesh World show, Hostile Takeover. We'll be coming to Manchester, Sheffield, and then London very soon. For more details and ticket information, check out the episode description or our social media. Sean, How, come on, how did you hear it? Uh, why are you grilling me on this? I'm just curious. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to judge. I'm just, I, I kind of want to know. What What do you want to know? I want to know how you ate the apple. One bite. I ate it in one bite. <laughs> Mate, that's, 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 that's fucked. Like, you, no, come that's on. You said really you gonna, weird. You said you weren't going to be like this. That's, I didn't know. Yeah, but I didn't know. It was that no, weird. You told me you're gonna. You're my friend. You shouldn't. You I, 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 be like I can't predict. You should, I can't predict my emotions. I'm sorry. That's really fucking weird, mate. No, because he's been saying this to me all the time, and I, I hate if it. You do that it, in front of me or my family. That's disgusting, mate. That's horrible. You're treating me horribly. The only way to make you stop doing that is for you to feel like shit. I do. I'm never gonna eat an apple again. Do you get embarrassed easily? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it depends by what. If someone's like, oh. Why haven't you ironed your shirt? I'll say, I don't own a fucking iron. So other people can't embarrass you easily, but you can embarrass yourself Yeah, yeah. If I, if, if it is if it is something <laughs> I feel bad about, but if mm. someone is uh, trying to make me feel bad about a thing that I have no worries about, same for you, or? What, like, could someone get to me and make me feel embarrassed? Yeah. I think the older you get, if someone points something out to me about myself that I literally never knew, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like if someone goes, you know, you've been doing that in a way that's actually really weird, or like, do you know, like the way you've, I don't know, the way you've tied up your shoes is actually a way only yeah. people only tied up when they're learning, and actually there's an adult way to tie your shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, is that true? Am I really doing it the baby way? Yeah. That would actually do my head in for a couple of days, and then I'd have to spend that day. I'd have to learn the real way to do my shoes up. If someone walked past me and was like, "What are you doing?" You're like, "Wow, you're doing your shoes up. What are you doing mm. there?" And I'd be like, "What do you mean?" Oh, a stranger. That would, that would. Oh, stranger would. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Know. You said someone walking past, right? So it implies so, like it's so weird. Uh, I, it wasn't even stranger in my head on the street. It was just like in a situation where someone yeah. could be near you to notice. But a stranger would be even more fucked. Yeah. Because <laughs> that means it's so bad that a stranger feels the need to intrude upon it. Something about that would make me think, "Fuck off, dickhead," you know, and that would get me yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Fuck if it's dickhead. just someone who's like my friend, and they're, yeah, yeah, that's worse. and they're like, mm. "Oh, have you done that like like that for a joke or something?" And I'm like, "That's how I do my that's how I do my shoes." Embarrassment is worse when it's someone you're going to have to interact with again. This is why mm. um, YouTube pranksters they're able to do what they do because they. Or I guess TikTok pranksters, they can just because they're in and out and they don't have to do. And I always assume they live in a large city and just yeah, go yeah, to yeah. an area that's not really where they live. Yes. it must be a lot harder to try and be an absolute asshole prankster in a very small rural community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you never see it. Yeah, because as soon as you hit the second or third video, the people going, "Oh, here's fucking Paul. He's going to yeah. do something. He's, he's going to say there's a wolf again. Yeah, he's going to call us NPCs." <laughs> yeah. Well, if there really was a wolf, I'll just let him die. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's a really old story. It is just about people letting a prankster die. Yeah, that's the lesson. <laughs> and how is the prankster's Brady, fault? Well, yeah, it's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, if you prank too much, your community will leave you for dead. And you deserve And it that. will be on your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of our like my oldest fables. <laughs> I hate when, um, do you know if someone goes, oh, you've got some food on you and it's in like a blind spot, like your collarbone uh, or somewhere it's really hard for you to see. And I, I despise mm. when someone goes, oh, you've got a bit of food there. And I go, I can get rid of that. But you're like, hang on, I egg, <laughs> I ate egg hours and hours and hours yeah. ago. That means a lot of people must have seen it and yeah. saved themselves the embarrassment mm -hmm. because they were embarrassed to tell you. for me because they knew I'd be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So they were too embarrassed to tell me because they didn't want to be in the orbit of the embarrassment. I don't want that. I want to be told. If I've got like a fucking bogey mm. or sort of piece in my eye or some, mm. some weirdness. Exactly. It's just to I, say. Because it's worse to leave it. Well, I feel betrayed by everyone who hasn't told me but saw it. They're traitors, yeah. Do you know, the other day, I saw a stranger walking down the street and their bag was open. <gasps> so excuse and me. And I was thinking, open. yeah, well, I had to. Yeah, and then got, I was yeah. just like, I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't broach the, the stranger wall. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I let oh, them go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I needed to bad. tell them. It is bad. And now you don't, you, you're probably embarrassed that you didn't do that. Now am, that's yeah. embarrassed you. So you, your own embarrassment is in your own mind. You are the author no, of your not, own embarrassment. Because I'm newly embarrassed because you know. Yeah. Okay. Whereas when it was just me, yeah. it was a private shame that I could just manually turn off in my own head. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. If I have any kind of guilt, it will haunt me for the rest of my life, no matter how minor. Every time I attempt to sleep, my brain goes through everything I've ever done wrong that it can remember. I definitely cycle through a lot of embarrassments. I cycle, I honestly, I think I cycle through faux pas as much as I do through guilt. And it feels weird that they get blended together so much in my head. 
the embarrassment is confusing to think about mm. because it's it feels like it's a piece of circular logic that's going through your and other people's heads mm. because like i remember i learned to ride a bike as an adult yeah and it was embarrassing and i had to I wanted to learn to ride a bike, but I could not be seen by others to ride a bike. And you know it's sort of uncomfortable for the people who are embarrassed embarrassed for you. Yeah. yeah. And so you're embarrassed only when other people can see you because you know they're uncomfortable, but they're only uncomfortable because they know that you can see them being uncomfortable. Mm. So like everyone's opted into this thing where it's like a weird prisoner's... All embarrassment is a prisoner's dilemma. And everyone could just choose the opposite. Everyone's choosing embarrassment as a thing, but also there needs to be embarrassment. Like, come back to the fucking TikTok pranksters. The fact that they can do that is that they have some immunity to shame. Mm. <laughs> that, that actually, they should feel fucking bad because these people you're doing this to aren't like NPCs or whatever. They have their own inner worlds and you're an arsehole. And the reason they're like being quiet and confused and looking at you like you're mad is because <laughs> it's probably embarrassed for you and they don't want to they don't want to create weirdness so they're just like oh just keep quiet don't look at them yeah yeah and like <laughs> embarrassment sort of stops people from intervening in like you know people being assholes in public yeah but also isn't it weird right that we're talking about the exact same phenomenon for like is it like policing behavior mm. and it applies in the exact same way as me just trying to ride a bike <laughs> and <laughs> someone Crime. fucking around with yeah, people's yeah, lives yeah, to make yeah. a profit off of other people having a shit day yeah why is that the same thing where's the line yeah there's things you should feel bad about and there's things you shouldn't feel bad about so learning to ride a bike as an adult you shouldn't feel bad about that you just you should have you completely thing. understand you, that yeah, falling oh, off a bike in public in a city dreadful is is mortifying oh i've done it and it's a bad mm. time. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. <laughs> the other thing, you know, I like, you know the thing people tell you when you're like, um, when your kid go, no one cares, no one's looking at you, they're thinking, they've got their own stuff to worry about, no one's mm. judging you. Yes, they are. And you know how I know? Because I'd be judging you. Because I am another person and I'm looking at the people constantly, yeah. And I wouldn't be like, oh, look at this fucking guy. It's like, what a fucking loser. But I tell you what my main thought would be, and this is, this is really weird. I wouldn't be judging you as like, fuck you, you idiot, you've fallen off a bike. I would be thinking, wow, that's embarrassing. Mm. Like I'd be embarrassed on your behalf at the idea, like I'm embarrassed by the concept of the embarrassment rather mm. than it actually being a bad thing. I, it's a bad thing because it's embarrassing. So it's just a yeah. fucking circular. That's what I mean, right? Totally it's a complete circular. circle. Yeah. Things are embarrassing because they're embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah. you can't opt out of it because embarrassment is reinforced by other people seeing you and being like, that's embarrassing. So yeah. if you on your own be like, no, it's not. It's people like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. Sorry, it is. Because we all agree <laughs> that this is embarrassing. Yeah. Whether or not you're embarrassed doesn't even factor into it. Yeah. But we didn't have a meeting. No one decided what's embarrassing or not. It just is. Mm. And like you say, the things bundled together <laughs> into that category, some of them don't really make sense. But because we've not chosen them to be in there, they just are. It's weird because it's like t there's two things that need to happen. It's like the stuff that shouldn't be embarrassing, you just need to go, well, no, don't be embarrassed by that. Mm. Don't give a fuck. But then some things you should give a fuck because actually mm. you should, some things are cringe. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know you know how you were saying how like the thing that is said to calm people down who are embarrassed is like these moments for you, mm. people aren't really focusing on their fleeting moment of the people's lives. I remember so looking out ago. of the twenty-two bus route yeah. in Sheffield 
And I could see a kid struggling up one of Sheffield's incredibly steep hills. Uh-huh. And he was at that awkward, like, puberty age. And he had, like, this bowl cut. And he was wearing, like, a posh secondary school blazer. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling under the weight of a gigantic tumour, um, a gigantic tuba on his back. And it was pouring <laughs> with rain. <laughs> and I was looking at him. Tumor would have been a lot worse. Oh that would have been God. worse on me. Like a Resident Evil villain. Huge pustule. Small dead twins coming out of his skin. <laughs> and I'm being like, that's cringe, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, a tuba. Well, I just remember thinking, yeah. that's so sad looking at you. That- <laughs> It's so sad looking at you. And I bet you have a fine life. You have a tuba, yeah. so things are probably okay for you. But just looking at you going up this hill, it looks so pathetic that if I could paint, I would paint this and I'd become a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Can I... And it's nothing he was doing was wrong, you know? Mate, the amount of stuff that's happened to me on roads that is cringe. Mm. When I was, like, in school at some point, it was like I was in high school, I was walking somewhere... Load of other youths, but old enough to be in a car, drive past. And they just shouted, you walk weird. <laughs> Instant ego death. Instant fucking absolute horror. Um, another one, I was walking past this industrial estate and seagulls must have been nesting there or something and like protecting their young because they started fucking swooping me. Mm. They're swooping me. And like... I had to sprint. They were swooping and like going past my head and I had to like sprint to get away away from them. And again, I was sprinting from these seagulls that were sweeping me. (laughs) People drove past and shouted, seagull dickhead. You need to be like policed and shamed. By seagulls? You're the... the, uh, No, no, no. (laughs) Because... A human is telling you, you've done something wrong. I'm a seagull dickhead, yeah. Because you're the arbitrary victim of seagulls. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cringe to be attacked by fauna. (laughs) And this next one, also bird-related. I was in Sheffield, actually. I was walking up Brocco Bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a hill. It was middle of the night, and I was walking with a woman who I really liked, right? Walking back to her place. It was like one in the morning or something, and a car came around the corner and then threw an egg. Mm-hmm. And the car was going quite fast, so like fair dues to their aim. It hit I was going to say. Mate, it hit me in the dick, right? <gasps> Can I just say... The skill required. Yeah, well, you've got to respect it. You've got and to it respect can't it. can't be their first time. No, they must have built up. They must have been... It was... You know, if this helps you all, it means you didn't deserve it. Because if they're doing it a lot... <laughs> you know, to, to build up that level of skill, you need to be doing it kind of arbitrarily. But it wasn't so you Halloween, can't have yeah. deserved it. And it, also, it wasn't Halloween or anything. I can't have deserved it. What <laughs> would I have done you. to deserve it? <laughs> I'm just trying to reassure you. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, um, if you were being like, I brought this on myself, yeah. I'm saying no, don't feel guilty. Because I, I, I saw him coming out of the car, so I tried to, you know, somewhat cheesily, I was like, oh, you know, I've seen this before. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, I've seen people do eggings from a car and been inside a car that eggs are being thrown from. So I was like, right, this is going to be bad. I tried to like put myself between vehicle and woman I liked. And I was like, you know, but then I was just, I just had wet egg slime in my crotch and I was in immense pain. (laughs) Like, Mm. because it hadn't, it, it hadn't got my balls directly, but it had, you know, like an egg at like whatever, over 30 miles an hour. 
had hurtled into my cock. Well, you you got to add the velocity. So was the egg thrown sort of with the velocity mm, of the car or yeah, against it? Yeah, with. So because because if you think yeah. if you throw an egg, that's going to at least go ten miles an hour. So you got to add that onto the speed of the car. Do you know what I mean? Could have killed you. <laughs> it fucking could have killed me. It really hurt. It really hurt. But obviously, toxic masculinity, right? You can't show any weakness. <laughs> mm. So I was younger, but I was, so I just had to. I was in so much pain. Well, um, also, when you're on a date, you know, of any kind, you have such a fixed idea of what a date is like. Mm -hmm. It's hard to admit. Doesn't include that you've, this. It's hard to be like because because the moment you're really yeah. injured, it stops being a date, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't think I don't think it's fully toxic masculinity, right? It's also the problem of the concept of romance. Romance is not flexible enough to cover injury. I also had just like egg on my crotch, which I think mm. was rotten egg. Uh, a rotten. I, it was it was it was you know it was it had odor, and I think just regular egg isn't that. Obviously, egg has eggy smell. But it, yeah, but old it's egg not, smells. Yeah. It's not. So yeah. So I had just like all this slime on my crotch, and I was in immense pain. But I do think the embarrassment was worse than the physical pain. And the thing that I remember from it is how bad it felt in my heart. Mm. <laughs> what kind of trousers were you wearing? Um, There's only two this... pairs of trousers that people wear at that age. It's either like. Jeans or that other kind? The other kind. Yeah, non-jeans. That's why I was struggling. I was wearing, I was going for non-jeans. It wasn't a corduroy. It wasn't a jean. I think a jean, maybe even a corduroy, would have resisted some of the impact. A jean, you wouldn't have felt it. You just would have smelled it. Wearing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, But I wasn't wearing jeans. It was bad. I wasn't wearing, like, pyjama bottoms or something. That would be really bad. Because I think you might have been in, in your head, but do you have any memories of, like... Her reaction and her general feelings about the situation. <laughs> Mate, I had such... <laughs> I was so fucking stupid. She was obviously concerned for my welfare. Mm. Are you okay, etc. And I was like, yeah, I'm... You know... <laughs> I, I just kept insisting I was okay. <laughs> I fucking wasn't. That's going to do more damage to her impression of you than the air guy. Oh, yeah, I fucked up, yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I walked it back. This guy can't acknowledge the harm done to him by the egg. This guy's insane. Well, I just think he's a you know he's emotionally a child. So yeah, exactly. That's clearly what I was. A real man says, "Ow, the yeah, egg that hurt egg me a lot." I'm really worried. My dick's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Real men say ow. <laughs> that's, that's such a good campaign. <laughs> I email that to the campaign against living, living miserably. <laughs> I want to see it on a billboard. Real men. I want to see like like boxers standing next to the slogan. Mate. Real men say ow. But again, I think so. Obviously, I was embarrassed, right? But she was embarrassed for me, but I just had to act like I wasn't embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? You have to act yeah. like you're not embarrassed by a fucking egg slamming into your dick. And again, like I say, the the the, the pain in my heart was worse than the pain in my crotch. So I and that's what I was trying to mask. I was trying to mask like that's you know, they're just dick just dickheads. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I just walked her back and then pretty much just uh, never we never really spoke again. <laughs> yeah. There is one of those, which is just like, 
The incident is less part of my past uh-huh. if the witness is not part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I ever got broken up with... Getting broken up with is embarrassing. Well, I did the same thing of being like, I'm completely fine. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you know, you're emotionally a mature. You're a fucking idiot. You're a moron. I just have to be fine because yeah. if I'm not fine, I'm really upset. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. miffed. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. devastated. Yeah. And she was saying, okay, well, that's what I came to say. I guess I'm going to go home. She goes, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll walk you home. And she goes, well, obviously you don't have to. And I'm like, mm. that's the problem. <laughs> and then I was walking her back. I was walking her back and then yeah. this rush of powerful emotions that I've never really encountered in my life started filling my head. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't make this walk. I can't make this walk. I need to get somewhere private really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go and cry on my own. I need to, yeah, I need to go and be in a bathroom cubicle. Yeah. And well, I said to her, because you know when you're bottling up your emotions, your yeah. emotional range limits completely to like the manager of a small shop. Yeah. And I said... <laughs> I'm really sorry. I think I've made a mistake in agreeing to walk you home. I actually think I would like to go somewhere else. <laughs> she says, yeah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, obviously. It was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, I obviously was uncomfortable with you walking me home. I just walked back being like, that was stupid. Why did I why did I leave the house? <laughs> because of embarrassment. Yeah. Because you thought, well, if I act not embarrassed, like this is completely fine. But then mm. it doesn't make it acting not embarrassed. If you either are or you aren't, I don't think you can make a conscious decision to not be embarrassed. It just is gonna hit you. There's no delineation in embarrassment, right? No, no. And what we've what from all these examples. We've done nothing wrong. I think there are times where I've done stuff wrong and oh, I've been embarrassed. Oh, sure, sure. I'm way but, less interested uh, in talking yeah, about those yeah. times. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love talking about the times where I've done nothing wrong. I'm just, I'm just the victim of circumstance. And I've been clumsy verbally. The, 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 the point is, is that why is that bundled in with the actual things you should be embarrassed about? Like right, because like being it, a liberal it, it, Democrat or something. If the same tool is used to police quite important, like moral judgments that like mm. a functioning society has to be like self-policing to some degree of being like yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. that that's not on do it like this shame is more effective at policing than the police it's like the number one preventative measure yeah if i do a murder it might be cringe <laughs> 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 i think the result is that it's hard to even delineate in your own head between mm. like being a fuck up and being immoral Mm. Like being pathetic <laughs> carries a moral weight. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the way people look at you if you fucked up your entire life <laughs> is the it's same like, way that yeah. they look at you if you do something really mm. actually bad. Yeah. And then yeah. that's where you get these like moral judgments of like, well, you have actually done something really bad because you're using up, you know, these bricks in the house. These could, yeah. bricks could have gone to someone who's a chemist. these bricks could have insulated a chemist from the wind (laughs) yeah yeah there's that implicit ethical judgment of like someone being a loser it's Mm. like they have failed morally when actually maybe they are the true zen or because we're talking about someone messing up their whole life but like go back to like someone falling off a bike this is just like you're not competent 
at one, one thing. thing. At one thing. And yeah. on that basis, yeah, you fucked or it. Or you've not learned to ride a bike at the right age. Mm. But you couldn't make me learn to ride a bike at the age that was appropriate. No. I simply did not want to. Didn't want to. I have no friends. <clears throat> where do you think I want to go on my own? Mm. Who am I going? <laughs> where am I going to go on this vehicle, mother? <laughs> You All might of build my a gadgets. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go on this. Final Fantasy VII is in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in the park? Naught but other children, strangers and enemies. <laughs> There's a certain kind of story I really like, and it comes up over and over again. And it's, you should be kind to someone who appears to be really weak, because mm. you might find out, actually, they're really, really powerful. <laughs> They might be the king in disguise. They might be the king. They might be the head of Walmart. They might be the person who's going to interview for the job you're heading to. Have you seen that one? Yeah. It's like, oh, um, no, but I, I can already imagine. I can visualize it. I'm familiar with the genre. It's like the urban legend of LinkedIn, where every like big hire and firer has like one variant on this story. It's like the aristocrat's joke of LinkedIn. <laughs> I was traveling to do a job interview, and this guy cut me off, and then he yeah. chucked loads of yoga at me, and then he took my car and threw it into a ravine and, and then he shot me in the head and then he left me for dead but then when he got to the job interview he didn't realise I'm actually the job interviewer Fuck it's like should have treated hell. me with respect because you didn't know that I'm actually a CEO and therefore was in, was in a twist deserving of your respect rather than undeserving yeah yeah uniquely I'm yeah. the one person on the road that you it was not okay that, to be rude to <laughs> but then like I like thinking like this story, like, I like thinking of, like, Merlin, like, yeah. disguised as a little beggar. Arthur's I like Merlin. Thinking about Arthur's Merlin. Yeah. Merlin has two versions of this, right? Because when they first mm. meet Merlin, he's gone absolutely bonko, yeah, bonko yeah. in gone. the woods, right? Yeah, fully. He's just this mad guy in the woods. Yeah. And then later, he's like, I'm actually Merlin. I'm the most powerful man in the world. And like, <laughs> oh, <Hi>. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought you were very ill. And he's like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> And then later he does a little trick again where he comes out as a beggar and Arthur helps him. He's like, but it's me, it's Merlin again. Are you familiar with The Empire Strikes Back? No, not really. I'm not really familiar with Star Wars. Yoda, the little green guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know who Yoda is. Yeah, yeah so Yo Yoda... Thank you, but... Yoda, <laughs> Yoda, when he meets Luke Skywalker, pretends to be, like, completely mad and weird. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, whacking him with a stick and being weird and, like, eating, like, a little goblin and stuff. Um, but he's kind of, like, testing Luke to see how he'll treat him. and Yeah, and I guess it's always spun as some kind of test of someone's moral character. Yeah. The, the moral is like, well, some, some of these people who seem to need your help might actually be really powerful. And that's <laughs> you're playing a sort of lottery. <laughs> There's always that story of like Van Gogh. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he lived in poverty and everyone was calling him a dickhead and like, you mm -hmm. in debt to us and... You know, but they were wrong because later on, <laughs> some random rich people decided they actually quite liked his paintings. There's a TikTok thing. I saw some, I got away from him because I was like, you know, you know, yeah, they're very dangerous, that app, because if you start hate watching something, it's like this person, they want to hate watch this. And yeah, then we can't to tell, tell the it. difference. Yeah, it doesn't know. It just knows you're looking at it. But it's like people asking for help. So they'll be like, I really, I'm struggling to feed my kids this week. Can I have $5? And then mm -hmm. some nice person will be like, yeah, sure. And then they'll be like, I don't actually have a kid, but I'm going to give you $1,000 for being so nice to me. Yeah. This is the TikTok version of it, isn't it? Because it's the same trope distilled into a 15-second interaction. Yeah. It, it gets tried out for the benefit of like, I'm, I'm thinking like Steve Jobs was an immigrant mm -hmm. sort of stuff. It's like you should always help everyone, but only because 
some people might in some way either be powerful, have access to a greater degree of social yeah, legitimacy yeah. than you expected. It always like relies on you being like wrong in your assessment. Yeah. That the person even needs Ra- help. <laughs> Ra- yeah, rather than just helping them because it's that in and of itself is the correct yeah. thing to do. Yeah. If I was out having a walk and there was an old beggar man mm. and he said, you know, cross my palm with silver, and I'm like, sure, man, I hope you're doing all right. Yeah. And he goes, actually, I'm Merlin. Yeah, you don't need that. You can. You don't need that. <laughs> yeah, you're a master alchemist. Yeah. Yeah, rather than this be like my reward, I think I've made a mistake giving that to you. You should give that back to me. <laughs> this was the one time giving money to a beggar actually was yeah. a mistake on my yeah. part. You've taught me I should never give money to beggars in case they're a wizard. That's the lesson you've actually taught me. Yeah, in case me. it's a wizard just trying to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> a middle-class mother dragging their child away from a beggar in case they're a TikToker. <laughs> yeah, in case they're going to get a reward and it's going to put them into a new tax threshold. <laughs> Toby, Daddy sorted things very tight with the accountant. And if that person tries to give you cash and it's filmed, that's going to cause a lot of problems. If you give me a supernatural blessing of wealth, I just, I can't explain that to HMRC. I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful, absolutely, but please don't reward me. I'm actually trying to offload some of this money. <laughs> Some of this money is pretty dirty. I think I need to get rid of it. Stop giving me greater rewards back. No one gets to decide if they're embarrassing or what is embarrassing. It's handed down by the hive mind. Stumble over an acorn and drop your chips? That is embarrassing. Turning down Ian Stagdo in Transylvania because you don't have the money? Mortifying. Caught in quicksand and being rescued by a puffin? Cringe. It seems that embarrassment comes from failing to live up to some kind of standard of looking normal, being broadly competent, being passably healthy, nice hair, smiling, sitting on a horse, sword in hand, swearing a blood oath to the fell gods. I will avenge you, father. Fail to live up to this standard and you can risk embarrassing your friends, your partner, your boss, your family, strangers who don't want to see you throwing up a curry over a table seat on the Transpennine Express. Through not being good enough, you can hurt other people. It's tempting to want to draw this line between like the standards which are bad and unreasonable, like don't be dyslexic, don't be very tired, don't be a little oaf who lives in the woods, and standards which hold up good reasonable behavior like don't lie don't steal don't cheat don't hurt other people and it's difficult because i don't think we really agree on any particular moral standard for our behavior there's like broad principles that we agree on but the nuance of any given situation will show that actually we're pretty divided on how we ought to behave in the moment like yeah murder is bad but what if someone's pointing a gun at you what about if someone's pointing a gun at a life support machine what about if someone is pointing a gun at the cure for cancer what about if someone's handing a gun to someone that you know wants to shoot you here you go cheers what about if you've got two guns and you're pointing the one in your left hand at someone who's about to launch a nuke onto your mum's house and you're pointing the gun in your right hand at someone who's trying to shoot the gun out of your left hand and also your mum is just about to invent the cure for cancer and she's she's fit 
She's she's really hot. Your mum's really hot. Hang on, hang on. What's your problem? Yeah, I said she's hot. So what? Stop pushing me. Stop pushing me. I'm just saying your mum's hot. No, it's not. It's an observation. I'm not trying anything on. I'm not, no, you're, the, you're in the wrong, and your mum's gonna get nuked. Get the fuck off me. To me, what distinguishes moral judgments is that they appeal to a different kind of virtue, uh, like compassion and altruism and some kind of social communal good, whereas the rest of like social stigma is about the denigration of some perceived weakness, which in turn makes a virtue of not weakness, or as I like to call it, power. Shame, embarrassment and guilt are the social shock collar negged head grab bag through which society imposes a standard upon itself. But in doing this, it's imposing two contradictory sets of virtues. Yeah, it's good to be compassionate, but it's also pretty good to be powerful. And if power is a virtue, interchangeable with compassion, then power doesn't really need to appeal to any kind of wider moral principle. Power justifies itself. Where power is concentrated, decisions can be justified just in terms of power. We're doing this to strengthen the economy. We're doing this to return profits. We're doing this to increase security. Tory party manifesto, control immigration, control debt, tough on crime. The left, by contrast, they get caught in two snares at once. One, through being too disempowered to adequately improve on the social good, they are criticised for the moral failure of just being weak, but also for the moral failure of not being willing to compromise on those values to pursue the more important virtue. Power. And on an individual level, just working out what judgments that society has put upon you that you agree with and which ones you reject is a nightmare because shame is constantly socially reinforced. And if you want to reject the shame that is put upon you, that you have internalized, it's not enough just to opt out. You can't be neutral. Your existence and your pride and your dignity must become a campaign of opposition. Be embarrassed or be exhausted. Mate, what is your approach to laundry? There are just certain things where you just say, I'll wait till it smells or gets extremely discoloured. Stench or visual stain? Visual stench. <laughs> <laughs> does it look like it smells or does it just smell? Yeah, does it really smell? Do you iron? <clears throat> no, I don't iron. I reject it, ironing. It, it genuinely doesn't seem to... It's not cost-effective on your time. No. What's the benefit? What is the benefit? I'm, I'm guessing if you have... Uh, a lot of shirts with a slightly stiffer material, like no fabric softener or something. It, it's it's necessary to like get rid of the creases. This is what jumpers are for, though. This is the beauty of the jumper. As someone who is in the teaching profession, I every year since I've begun this job have felt in me a glimmer, a glimmer of looking at other members of staff who wear the sort of jumper gilet. Vest thing. I associate that with like cartoon characters like Rupert the Bear and... Yeah, like a, cart a cartoon character teacher might have it. Well, when I remember in 2014, I made that pilot oh, of, a, yeah, of an yeah, educational yeah. children's yeah, show, like a comedy. Yeah. And I wore one for that because yeah. to, to satirise education. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the visual thing. <laughs> Yeah. But tell you what. This is someone who can't handle a classroom is what it tells me. That's <laughs> I've ne I've not done it because I do think it looks but it is it is very clearly a uh, an ironing evasion maneuver. Ah, okay. I think that, so rather I think than that it might be the appeal of 
to the burnt out educator. Are they not worried about sleeve creases? I think though? sleeve Why? crease. No, no, because then you roll up the sleeve and then you've only got a very small area where there could be crease, but it won't but be. If you're, but if you're, it's, it's unlikely to be very creased. I mean, you if know, you're if you're so just, warm that you can roll up the sleeve, then why do you have this extra area of insulation over your core? I roll up sleeves because I can't get anything with a sleeve long enough for my long arms. Mm, so you're hiding the fact that you're wearing mm. the wrong size of clothes. Mm-hmm. So I assume it must be that. I don't think so. I think that's a very much tall person problem. Most people's arms are average length. <laughs> Hence, hence the concept of average. Yeah. <laughs> Most people's arms are average. Um, Shouldn't have to say it. <laughs> the worst thing about laundry in particular is that the actual individual tasks... Oh, it's like slapstick! What, that's not going to translate. You won't, people won't understand. That won't communicate through audio alone. You've got the benefit of video. That was really funny, though. Okay, carry on. I've put a I've put a little plate on a, my Arturia key. I've got a little keyboard, little MIDI keyboard. Yeah. The way I sit talking to you yeah. is unique to the podcast recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking right into the corner, right? Because you live on my side monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I'm looking at my main monitor, you know, I sit completely differently. So this would be safe. Right. And I never take into account my podcast elbow, which is why I think... In most of our recent recordings, I've hit a bowl. Yeah, I've hit yeah, I've yeah. hit whatever I had my breakfast on yeah. when I was talking to you, yeah. because I eat my breakfast at my computer desk. That's that's healthy me. habits. Imagine us gesticulating loads. I think they've got a really. I mm. think there's no visual mandos, but if you want to know what that looks like, it looks like gesticulating. Yeah, imagine two people with beards crossing and uncrossing their arms faster than you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the an exercise routine. That's what we're it's, when we we, we get video. conscious of them, yeah. we sheath them, yeah. and then the moment we want to add any emphasis, which yeah. due to our speech patterns is the next sentence, they come <laughs> right back out. We're like a hydra. <laughs> <laughs> the individual parts of laundry are, are too short and they're too small to like do anything with. You, there's no point they're listening not good for to the something. ADHD or, brain, are they? At least when you're doing a bunch of washing up. It's worth putting something on to listen to or you can get lost in your own thoughts because it's long enough to, you know, fully disassociate. Mm. But with the laundry, you know, you can only they're these small tasks. Yeah, and each one of them, you just you go right ahead and overestimate how long it takes by a good 10 hours. Yeah, I Now talking about this, I have realised I forgot to put my laundry on and this is now mm. going to ruin my week. It's awful. That's you have to wear, fucked. I've completely you have to wear your low-tier clothes. Yeah. Do you someone who has like a little cachet of shit emergency clothes yeah. when wash day gets pushed back? I only than... clothes are only retired if I lose them or they break. Mm. Uh, and so there's a lot of of clothes that I do not like, and they'll come out when there's no other option. How wrecked does an item have to get before you'll bin it? Real fucking wrecked. It's mate. really fucking wrecked. Really like fucking multiple wrecked. holes. The amount of holes I have in some clothes and I still wear them. I don't mind holes. I've got a denim jacket that's got a sort of 12 centimeter hole on the shoulder Mm. and then a roughly similar size hole on the elbow and the sort of cuffs coming off. It still performs its jacket function. I think if one of the pockets failed, that would push me over the edge. Pocket failure is awful. Pocket failure is bad. I've ended up paying as much as a coat costs just to get the pocket done. Like yeah. well, I've got one yeah, pocket, yeah. and you could you could get a, someone to punch into that pocket all day long, and it would it would hold. <laughs> you could get someone to fly in head, but that pocket. You could push an entire animal into that pocket, and it could live there. 
Do colours still run onto white so much anymore? I don't know. I thought that's not. That's what I mean. I've never. I've put all kinds of stuff in with a white shirt that is still Mm. white years later. I think this might be one of these like. Yeah, yeah. um, It's propaganda. Historical pieces of advice Mm. from a previous generation. Like, don't drink from the hot tap. Because of the tank, because of stuff dying in the tank. Yeah, well, I think it's not true anymore. I think you can drink from the hot tap these days. And, and you can eat don't. raw eggs these no, days. No, 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 no. Drink don't from the hot do... tap and eat raw eggs. It depends if you... <laughs> you can do both of those now. They're okay. It's all okay to do that, though. Uh, yeah. Your mouth underneath the hot tap gaped as your thumb penetrates an eggshell and it slops in, into between your teeth and the hot water. The, the hot water actually sort of cooks it a bit. It goes from yeah. like clear to white in your mouth before you swallow. The moment the egg makes contact with the boiling water, it's just scrambled egg. <laughs> it's poached. <laughs> the, the hot, the don't drink the hot water thing is from the uh, storage tank, right? Uh-huh. That's why, because something might have gone wrong in the tank. And that I, I will follow that the rest of my life because we once found a dead mouse in the storage tank in my house I was growing up in. But doesn't boiling stuff cook it i think boiling stuff probably does make it better but i think if you're going direct if you are just drinking that hot water without doing anything to it but if someone gave me a dead mouse and said how do i make this clean i'd say boil it (laughs) so it's already done for you (laughs) that feels wrong (laughs) that feels wrong it's cooked no i think it's gonna Stuff could go in. No, that's wrong. <laughs> no, it's that's 100% wrong. That's how you prepare meat. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Relatedly, actually, this this lad I knew in school accidentally washing machined his cat. How do you accidentally do yeah, that? Did it go yeah, in? Exactly. Mid-low? Exactly. Right. I think he was trying to tell us that he'd washing machined his cat. Mm-hmm. Our response was much more negative than I think expected. And then it became Mm. an accidental, I think it was revisionism. It became by social necessity, a dare I say, he was embarrassed he had murdered his pet. Oh, it died. Yes, how the fuck would it survive being in a washing machine? You just machine? didn't mention it. You didn't. That felt like how it was unconfirmed. It? Oh, it'll come you out didn't clean. Mention it. You didn't mention it. Mate, there's no need to clarify that. What animal would survive a washing machine? Tortoise. <laughs> Tortoise would fuck up a washing machine straight up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it that, would destroy like the bearings machine. on the barrel. And a tortoise can, can a tortoise breathe underwater? No, a tortoise can't breathe underwater. Tortoise goes underwater though, doesn't it? No, but reptiles can like shut themselves off, right? They can just turn off. In a washing machine? Yeah, just turn off. I'm not alive anymore. And they just become what, alive turn them back on? That's yeah. nonsense. They do um, reptiles, you know, like you can send reptiles long distance in... in in haulage and shipping containers. Yes, in a quiet, flat, dry container, not Mm. in a Mm. thousand RPM metal ball full of soapy water. It's never been stress tested. We don't know. (laughs) Science doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are not funding that research. Oh, I'm not saying test it. Mm. I'm not saying no, test no. it. But you're just saying, I'm we, just don't saying we don't know. We don't, we don't know. And we shouldn't and know. And we don't need to know. We don't, we don't we need to know. know. Yeah. I'm going to assume, I, I, I'm going to go back to my original point. I think any animal that's small enough to go in a washing machine will die on a full cycle. No. Not um, a germ. 
a germ isn't an animal, it's a microbe. Is a microbe an animal? Absolutely. Isn't it like microbe, animal, plant? There's someone, there's someone biologist listening to this like with like the Arthur bald fist. Yeah. <laughs> Coming for us, lurching towards us like the Terminator. These are the two thickest lads I've ever had near my ears. <laughs> this must stop. Yeah. <laughs> I remember someone who used to put their cat in a bag and swing the bag around. <laughs> and then we, we all Why? said, Why? That sounds, that sounds bad. That and sounds they're like, No, bad. the cat likes it. The cat makes me do it. Well, the cat like, gets in the bag. Yeah, but that's not the first time it happened, is it? The cat didn't get in the bag and then be like, Meow. And you're like, You want to go round and round? No. Do you know what you I mean? You did it. And then, then maybe the cat enjoyed it. I can see that happening. You, but you, impo- you initially imposed that on the cat without its fucking consent. Well, there's, yeah, there's no way for the cat to know in advance. If there's it likes no that. way to explain that to a cat. And also, I don't think a cat could conceive of that. I think I tell you what you could do. <laughs> you could put like another cat in a bag, spin it around, and show it to the cat. I think it could look at that. But I think any cat, even if it might enjoy it from the experience, I think if you, a cat saw you do that, that cat would be like. This is bad news. I'm ending our relationship. Yeah. I'm feral. <laughs> I declare myself feral. I'm now. going to eat the neighbor's food. So if you've got a stain on a, on a cat, like a coffee stain or like a wine stain or something. It happens. What do you do? Do you go to the vet? What? If you stain a cat, do you have to go to the vet? Well, you can't use, you can't be like, I'm going to put carpet cleaner on it. Or do, are they permanently stained? Are they stained? You, you give it a bath. No, that won't get it out. Bath's not going to get wine. Like a, no, I don't. I don't believe it will. You I don't think, think you could bath powerful. wine out of a cat? No. Well, no. But 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 by your logic, if I got wine in my hair, you're saying I've got to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it will permanently stay. I, I need a no, specialist. No, no, not as a doctor. I think it will permanently. I think that that. I think if it'll stain. I don't know how much living hair will stain. Point. That's like really. You know, like permanent hair dye. I think that stays the color until it grows out. It might fade. But I don't think you can just like get in the bath and if you've had your hair professionally dyed, that ain't going off on a bath. I don't think wine does that. Yeah, because they'd be using it as cheap dye your hair auburn, wouldn't they, I guess? People would be putting wine in their hair. Teenagers would smell like wine is on they their head all the they time. Don't. I have done very many spillages and mm-hmm. used all kinds of very powerful chemicals, beyond that including soap, mm-hmm. and they've not been able to get those stains out. They are stain, you know, that is a stain there forever. I think ca- cats are built to be cleanable. Maybe cats are just cleanable than cats. It's hair. Yeah, it's like living hair resistant to stains because it's alive. I think it's always doing stuff, right? Hair's, it's doing, it's doing stuff. hair's it's active, yeah. but the carpet is dead. Yeah, and I, is that the difference? Is that the I think difference if you between stained, stain power? I think if you stained a dead cat, yes, then you'd have to go to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking as the as the vet. Oh, take a dead cat. Can you clean this for me before I take it? That's doing this. Um, I want it to look nice for the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Mandatory redistribution party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Lewis Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean with additional music from Antonin Dvorak, performed by Waterloo Cedar Falls Symphony. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to this podcast. And thank you so much to those of you who support us by sharing this episode on social media, leaving us a nice review, as well as those of you who support our work at patreon.com forward slash mandatory redistribution party. Many things.
Thanks, thanks, I truly appreciate it. We might see you at our live comedy show, Hostile Takeover, which will be performed this week in Manchester on Thursday the 19th of May, Sheffield on Friday the 20th of May, and the week after in London on Saturday the 28th of May. See you next time.